Amanda Seals show. It's Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah. Like the Bible, what's going on? Nothing much. You know, it's Wednesday. It's the halfway point of the week. So this means we're at Monday the 2nd, Monday the 3rd. If Tuesday is Monday the 2nd, Wednesday is Monday the 3rd. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. It's like a whole uh, royal monarchy. Yeah, on. it's a whole weekday monarchy going on. Um, yeah. How are you on this Wednesday? I feel like I have been mentally unhealthy all week. You going through your second Saturday return? <laughs> is, is it, has it approached it? I'm not sure what it is. Uh, but I know there's people out there who can relate where you just like wake up one day and you just like not, you just like off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did see that the moon is in cancer. Um, so I'm just going to decide that that's what <laughs> that's it is. Why. Yeah, whatever. I mean, you are cancer, so. I am. I think I'm just honestly like very, very burnt out simultaneously with like work and also just like the work that has to be done mm-hmm. in terms of like my own work, but then like the work. Actual work. Like the world. Like I really just need it. I feel like if I could just get two weeks off of like Instagram. It would be very helpful. Okay. I mean, that definitely helps when you don't see things. It's like... It's crazy. Out of sight, out of mind. It's crazy. It's still happening. Right. It's still happening. Uh, because be there's there a, and there's FOMO that you get because you're just like, am I not going to... Like, what if something happens? It's like, what you what you going to do about it, though? That did happen to me one time. I was off the... Because I, I sometimes I do like a whole social media hi, uh, hiatus or break for like a month. Like, I try oh, to wow. do Okay. I'm just not on it. I might like check like a... See if my, my like DM me or something. Like, something like that. But like, mm-hmm. not actively like going through and aggregating information. Yes, yes. And I saw this video. You remember when Kiki Palmer had the, uh, who is this man? Yeah. Name? Oh, you missed that. Well, no, I saw the video, like in the actual interview. I was like, oh, that's funny. I was like, this is funny. That could be a meme. When, when about when your life? I come back on the internet, like maybe two weeks later, it's everywhere. I'm just like. Sorry to this man. I, I, I was right. I was right. <laughs> so I was kind of mad I didn't participate in the, in oh, the really? Because I foresaw it as a content strategist. There you go. That is a testament to your skill as a content strategist. Well, we are here at the Amanda Seal Show. And the strategy of our content is to help you get the facts mm-hmm. and get the laughs. Yes. It has felt less laughy and more facty as of late, but I'm consciously trying to make sure that we get the balance back. You no, know, I always got a joke in my back pocket now. You know, I'm always. Dun, dun, dun. I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. I, I mean, and I think for what it's worth, I mean, we don't. we. We are also not completely serious people. Right. I'm very unserious. <laughs> if you guys have not gathered from this show, I'm very unserious. So there's that. Nonetheless, uh, we want to make sure that you guys aren't feeling too bogged down. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we got to let you know what's going on. And so we got to get into Black Year News. What do you got this hour? We got to talk about the Department of Justice because they plan to commemorate George Floyd's death by announcing a new law enforcement policy. Plus, LeBron might be leaving the league. I mean, we know Carmelo already said deuces, so... We're going to talk about that. Plus, we got a group chat topic about the dentist who apparently some people are calling calling out for having an anti-black policy with no bonnets, no um, house shoes situation. We got to talk about that. Plus, 60-second headlines this hour. So that's a lot of stuff. Lot. <laughs> We're going a lot of different Jam directions. Jam-packed. So that means you shouldn't go anywhere because you want to catch up. You want to get in the know. We're going to get you there. All right. Remember, it's time to listen, laugh, and learn. See Amanda Seals Show. Amanda Seals show. I'm Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah like the Bible. And it's time for some Black Heard News. That's right. So we gotta talk about the Justice Department because they're planning to release 
their new anti-discrimination policy for federal law enforcement officers on May 25th. That's the anniversary, actually, of the killing of George Floyd, if you guys didn't know. So under the new policy, federal law enforcement officers will be prohibited from using neighborhood crime statistics and law enforcement activities and will be banned from considering ethnicity when developing sources within foreign terrorist organizations as well. So, you know, the DOJ is trying to do some work, I guess. How is any of this helpful? <laughs> in, in in the latest edition of We Didn't Ask For That, none of this is helpful. How are you even going to manage this? Right. I think that's... How would you even thing. enforce this? Yeah. I think sometimes on paper things make sense, but like the enforcement of it, because I think biases, implicit biases, uh, unimplicit it's, biases... I was going to say... ...are the, a, a lot of the rhyme and reason why we have such... A terrible justice system. But the thing is, no one is writing that down. Mm. No one is like, we arrested this guy because he's black. Right, right. It's it's just their mm. implicit bias. Mm. And so I think it's kind of difficult for me to understand like how this is helpful. They're saying that they can't use crime statistics in law enforcement activities. Um, what... <laughs> Like, I did. I was curious about that, so I began to look into, look into, I look into it more. But I think maybe in the ways in which you know certain demographics are statistically more, I guess. That's when they decide that they want to deploy more police officers right, into this neighborhood right. because that's. But that rates. seems like nonsensical to me, though. Right. So, like, if if a if a neighborhood has more crime. And the idea is that you're supposed to stop crime. It really, to me, isn't about having less police officers. It's just about having better police officers and the, the neighborhood should actually get more resources. Right. That's actually the thing about it. To I, me, that's where the defunding the police actually comes into play. Right. Which I, w- during 2020, I, um, people were talking about defunding the police. And one thing someone said that has reigned true for me since then was police officers don't stop crime. Like they come after the crime has been committed. Yes. But when you think about it, you're like, oh, that's actually true. Well, the idea is that the presence of police officers is what derails a lot of, the idea is that the presence of police officers will derail people crime. from committing crime. Right, which isn't always the case. I mean, literally the fact that they even have to make this mm-hmm. proves that point because if the neighborhood has a bunch of crime and y'all keep sending cops there and it continues to have a bunch of crime, Clearly. then that doesn't make any valuable sense for y'all to keep sending cops here. That would mean that maybe you need to send less cops there and see what happens. I mean, also they do Clearly didn't do the scientific method in school when an experiment. Clearly the experiment has failed. It's not working. It's not. You got to try something else. So I think- Create a new hypothesis. (laughs) Hypothesis. Clearly there is crime. Why is there crime? How can we fix the crime? If the police aren't serving it, maybe we could do, get to the root of it. So poverty maybe, you know, that's the key indicator of crime. People not having a resource. That is the number one. You know. The number one. They want to talk about that part though. The number one indicator of crime is poverty. When people don't have, they're going to get yours. Mm-hmm. And that's the bottom line in a, in a myriad of ways. Right. Uh, and so I think it's just, this is cool. This is cute, but this isn't what people are looking for. What people are actually looking for is a law that says that there is no, there's no longer going to be qualified immunity for police officers. Mm-hmm. That is the coup de grace. But sp- specifically in this case of George Floyd. Where- one million percent where um, a police officer wasn't really held accountable. And we see it so, so often with other police officers across the country. I mean, like, all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the biggest conversation <laughs> to me is the fact that, I don't know if a lot of y'all know this, but there's also a whole other case, that, a Supreme Court case, where it says that police get to determine which calls they want to answer. Really? Yes. So a police officer, a police precinct is not obligated to come to your aid just because you called them. That's crazy. Yeah, there's what a whole... What y'all there? It's at that point, like, what are you doing? There's a whole case about this. And uh, they basically said that, no, like, the police get to decide what they want to come and actually, you know, ex- serve and protect. Mm-hmm. 
And it's scary to me that that is the case because I think a lot of people don't know that. I but that's that. why we know the song 911 is a joke <laughs> from from um, Public Enemy. So, yeah, I'm going to look up the case and I'll talk about it later. But when we get back, we're going to talk about LeBron. Yeah. And we're going to make the case for when is it time to retire? Hang it on up. Keep it locked right here. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. This is the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah Like the Bible. So the game, the 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 NBA playoffs is going on. Mm-hmm. The Lakers got swept. By First the- time they've gotten swept, I think, since 94 or 98. Really? I can't remember. 94 or 98. First time they got swept in the finals. They were swept by the Denver Nuggets. And that led LeBron James to make this statement that has fans questioning what's going to happen for his future. We'll see. We'll see what happens going forward. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I got a lot to think about, to be honest. I got a lot to think about, to be honest. And um, just for me personally, going going forward with the game of basketball. So people are speculating that he might be, you know, hanging up the jersey, taking off the sneaks, and saying goodbye to the game of basketball, Amanda. I mean, also, we do know that Carmelo Anthony, Carmelo Anthony, Carmelo Anthony also announced his retirement after 19 years in basketball. So, you know, it's not unlikely. It's high probability, maybe. Well, my man has consistently said that he feels like Bron is not going to retire until he gets to play at least a season with his son, Bronny. Okay. Uh, who is, of course, headed in the direction of the league. But I don't know. You ask a man this after he just got swept. I feel like his mental state is going to be very defeated. But He's like, oh, man, y'all. Because to a certain point, you play do anything at a high level. You can only do it for so much so much yes. longer. So it's kind of like, do you want to go out getting swept? Or do you well, want to... When you're watching the game, I mean, he's not getting any elevation when he does mm-hmm. jump shots like that. Like, I mean, it's just clear that, like, it's a different time for his body. Mm-hmm. To your point, though, do you leave at the top or do you leave when you want to leave? I leave. Ooh. It's either to say leave at the top when you're, like, looking at it, like, from the outside in. But when you're in it and you love something, I do think it's hard to kind of bow out to be like, I don't want to do this anymore. I can't do this no more. Well, he's also been doing this forever. Yeah. You know, like, these are cats who have been playing basketball and camps and doing all the, the drills, et cetera, since they were, like, mm-hmm. six years old. So to just be like, okay, that's a wrap when this is what your whole life has been dedicated to. I mean, LeBron is a unique case in that he does have several other things that he could, like, put his energy to, right? Right. But, I mean, it's fair to say that this is probably his number one passion. Yeah. I think, too, that's when we talk we talk about pivoting a lot on our show. And I think there is a time to think about how does this look differently? Not You can still have the love for the game. But how can I express this love in a different way? So some people become pundits. They talk about yeah. basketball. People, like, start foundations. Coaches. coaches. There are many ways to show up. Because there's a lot of people also who can make the league. They had to find other ways to show up. It's not the same as playing the game, no. (laughs) It's not the same as playing the game. And I will say, it does make me feel old to even hear conversation about retirement for LeBron because I was there when LeBron was on the cover of ESPN Magazine in 2003 as the number one recruit. I was there! As a fresh face. And now they're talking about LeBron bowing out. God dang. You got a kid old enough to, to join the league. That's a <laughs> I long mean, time. I mean, that tells you everything <laughs> you need to know. So what do you all think? Do you think you retire at the top or do you retire when you want to retire? Hit us up. one 855 amanda 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. And I know y'all going to call and tell us specifically how you feel about LeBron. Right. Do right. you think LeBron <laughs> is ready to like do you think he should feel ready to go or do you feel like you know what 
He still got some in him. I mean, he did score over 30 points last night. So let us know. Hit us up, 1-855-AMANDA-8. We're going to get into the group chat when we get back. Twitter is upset. They're calling a black dentist's office anti-black. And we're going to tell you why and ask if you agree right here on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals here with... Jeremiah, like the Bible. And it's time to drop into this group chat. So we're going to talk about this dentist, Amanda. There's a dentist that's getting heat online because she posted a policy that said no bonnets, no house, no house shoes, no pajama bottoms. And essentially, she said in the further, in like the actual um, paper, yeah. that if you show up in this, show up like this, they'll be happy to reschedule your appointment. And people didn't like this. People said that they felt like it was very anti-black. Some people did agree with the dentist. They felt like, you know, you don't show up to a dentist appointment with a bonnet with pajama pants on, etc. But people are conflicted. People, people don't know how to feel. How do you feel? I don't think it's anti-black. I think specifically because also this was a black dentist as well. That was a part of it as well. Well, I think there's something to be said for this idea that like just because she doesn't want you in bonnets that it's anti-black. Mm-hmm. And I think at the end of the day, you know, there's a whole black conversation around bonnets that's not mm-hmm. about necessarily it being anti-black, but it's more so about is this appropriate outdoor gear or not? Right. You know, and then some people are like, well, what's the problem? Like it's a hair covering. Why is it an issue if I'm wearing this? Mm-hmm. Men wear do-rags. You know, we wear handkerchiefs on our, our heads. We wear scarves. Like this is just another example of that. So you know, for what it's worth, um, I don't have an opinion on it. Like when it comes to bonnets, like wear your bonnet, not wear your bonnet. <laughs> now the high sho- house shoes and pajamas, I can get with her on. Okay. Because the house shoes and pajamas, it's like, I'm at work. <laughs> Why are you coming to my work like you still in bed? They like show, show respect for my place of business. It was an 8 a.m. appointment, Amanda. Show respect <laughs> for my place of business by showing up like at least like you respect the professionalism that goes mm-hmm. on here. Mm-hmm. And I think when I don't even like kids wearing pajamas to school. We can even wear pajamas. Well, we kids. weren't allowed to wear that. These kids be wearing pajamas with sport, like bralettes. Not a bralette. I mean, I think um, to your point, it. What would make it anti-black is I don't know. I would have to talk to the dentist to be like, what is the reason behind this? Because I think if it's rooted in like respectability politics and like, well, we don't want white people to feel like X, Y, Z, that has the air of anti-blackness attached to it. Okay. Um, But to your point, she might feel like this is my place of business. I want you to take pride in my work. Take pride in yourself. Stop Mm -hmm. wearing pajamas in the the street. I mean, I don't want pajamas getting dirty with the outside. I don't even understand the concept. Like it's sleepwear. (laughs) You up. Put on some sweats. Are they up? Are they not, they, they not woke yet, Amanda? Woke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the bonnet thing at this point is tired. Like, ultimately, if you want to wear a bonnet and that's what you want, then that's what you want. I don't get it because I'm just like, isn't the bonnet supposed to be to protect your hair while we're asleep? Sleeping, like, right. that's to me the whole point. And then you take the bonnet out to reveal the glory that you have protected. But then some people are like, no. The bonnet is to protect my hair until I'm going somewhere where people need to see my hair. And if I'm going to the dentist, she don't need to see my edges. I mean, girls do show up to school. There's this whole thing. I don't know if you've seen this on the internet. So it's like the girls now. Like for prom and stuff. Oh my God. They wear like, they wear like gloves over their hands so you can't see their nails for prom. Like they oh. the reveal. Also like they wear like their hair wrapped up in school so you can't see the prom hair. It's like a whole I thing. will never forget that this chick, Vanessa in, college, in high school, she wore her hair in a doobie for like a week before prom. And I was like, why would you eat? Why'd you get your hair done a week before prom? She said, I gotta keep <laughs> but it she up. was like, it's not, go- it's not going down. And then guess what? When she let it down. It was a moment. <laughs> and so I love that everybody knows what that means. 
Can you wear a doobie to the dentist? I don't see why not. Okay, maybe. I don't know. Can you wear a scarf? She got all these rules. She didn't want the rules. We Y'all throw in a scarf and call it a day. <laughs> she ain't say scarf in the fine print. So let's, let's let it rock. All right. Uh, but while you're there, make sure that you're like, all right, well, if I kind of wear this, 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 I want this type of fluoride. Mm. I want my, I, I, actually, I want my toothpaste fluoride free. <laughs> I want this type of floss and make sure you have these type of free toothbrushes. I'm with you. Get something. Y'all leave that with something. I'm leaving with something. Leaving with something. Well, we're going to leave y'all with 60 second headlines when we get back. That's right. So don't go anywhere. It's the CMNC. Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah Like the Bible. And it is time to hit y'all with some 60 second headlines because you know we can't give you all of the info, but we can give you at least a little launch pad, a little, little diving board, a little runway to get you on your way to making sure that you are informed. Are you ready, Jeremiah? I am ready. Let's get into 60 second headlines. All right, first up, a Congresswoman, Representative Eleanor Holmes Norton, is asking that marijuana plants be displayed in the U.S. Botanic Garden near the Capitol. She said, we're going to meet the debt ceiling some type of way, <laughs> even if we got to bag it up and sell tens and twenties we are not going default also singer lizzo accepted the elevate prize catalyst award in recognition of her commitment to social justice well deserved we love it also a man with a nazi flag crashed a u-haul truck into a security barrier near the white house allegedly threatened to kill president biden and vice president kamala harris y'all love finding the flags of losers and i know this ain't covered on that rental policy yikes also coming out of california snoop dogg's inglewood storefront was vandalized with their calling quote-unquote anti-crip graffiti um it was more just anti it was more just pro-blood graffiti because they literally just painted snoop red (laughs) well there you have it that is today's 60 second headlines any thoughts okay we'll be right back to the amanda seal show the amanda seal show we up we up we up we Jeremiah like the Bible. Did you know that uh, it's Wednesday, May 24th? So, by the way, it's National Scavenger Hunt Day, which I don't know why. Uh, but it's also my friend Michael Scott's birthday. Michael is uh, the genie okay. in Aladdin on Broadway. Mm. And every year we call each other and we send each other a very, very long voicemail that is full of references to all the songs that we like sang in high school. So like the musicals that we sang, like we had to do like all these different like performances outside of the school that mm-hmm. we sang at. Someone literally DM me the other day and was like, I remember meeting you in Philadelphia in 1998 at the Urban League New Light Conference and you and the group that you all were with sang Ribbon in the Sky. That's a very specific memory. So happy birthday to Michael and shout out to everybody who still keeps in touch with their high school friends. Uh, it can be very difficult to do, but you know, yeah. sometimes people last the test of time. I mean, I definitely got like two, two, two that I, 
three and a half. Two and a half. Two and a two and a possible. <laughs> two and a possible. Two and a possible. All right. Well, we got three uh, and a possible because we have no. Actually, we don't have three and a possible. We have four because we have a big up, let down, and two stories. What are we talking about with Black Red News? We got to talk about this man down in Florida. Y'all might know him as the governor. He's announcing something on Twitter. <laughs> Allegedly, so we're gonna talk about recent announce on Twitter with Elon Musk. Plus, the Black Music Honors Awards that's happening, or well, they recorded it, and Leandria Johnson, the singer, had some trouble apparently. So we're gonna talk about that. the devil. The devil tried to get her. Tried to get her. And like you said, we have the big up letdown coming up this hour. Yes, yes, y'all. Big up, big up. Letdown. On the way. So make sure you keep it locked. Also, if you haven't checked out the latest episode of Small Doses Podcast, it went live today. Side effects of African American studies. You know, we're about to talk about DeSantis in the next break, and of course, he is the culprit who said no African American studies in florida and you know this is gonna start spreading but we got the one of the greatest uh, scholars in african-american studies of all time dr robin dg kelly he's gonna be joining us okay and we're gonna be talking about some things and he was also my graduate school advisor for my thesis okay master's degree yes <laughs> so it is degree season so shout out to everybody out there as well getting theirs we'll be right back and make sure you check that out wherever you get your podcast you can check out this show wherever you get your podcast and it's time to listen laugh and learn it's the amanda seals show Amanda Seals show. I am Amanda Seals. This is the Amanda Seals show, like mm-hmm. I said, and it is time for some Black Hero news, that Jeremiah. Right. So apparently, it's been reported that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis plans to wa- launch his 2024 presidential campaign today on Twitter with CEO of Twitter Elon Musk, <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> um, they're saying he will outline his plans in an evening audio event streamed in Twitter Spaces. So I know you're not excited about this because I'm like, first of all, you see my face. Twitter spaces is so unserious for a political lunch. Well, you know, we've talked a lot, though, about how the shift in the way that people get to the voters Mm -hmm. is very real. Right. Mm -hmm. Like once upon a time, it was like you had to go on CNN or on uh, PBS. You had to do a forum. Now, the Republicans don't even want to do any of these debates and stuff because they're like, we don't need to. We can just go straight to our base. We can go to one of these Newsmax or Mm -hmm. Fox News, et cetera. What do we need y'all for? But Twitter is an interesting space because Elon very specifically was like, this is not a political space. This is the public square. This is a public square. And we all see that that's not the case. Tomato, tomato. I'm throwing tomatoes. I'm throwing cabbage. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, Elon, sit down. Also, I just really feel like every, even though this is like so minor, like just the fact that you're announcing your candidacy on Twitter just kind of shows where we are in politics, like you said, like Mm -hmm. especially on the Republican side. I mean, I think across the board, we see it with all types of politicians, but I like people aren't taking it serious. Like it's very much like I'm just doing something like I'm launching a brand, my, uh, my new deodorant brand on Twitter spaces. Well, you, well, actually I'm going to counter you on that because I think there's something to be said for the fact that Twitter has now established itself as a free reign space Mm -hmm. for foolery Mm -hmm. and for discrimination, for Mm. a hate speech. This is the perfect place for a Ron DeSantis to go mudding. For a Ron DeSantis, yes. But I don't know, like, I don't know how serious he is about, about winning a presidential election or he's just doing this just for the sake of doing it, for something fun to do. But I, you really don't feel like he's seriously trying to win? I don't, honestly don't know. Cause I'm like, mm. strategically, everything you've been doing is not gonna help you win a, a presidential election. I feel like that is true. 
But in his mind, he does not see it that way. I okay. think that he 100% thinks that everything he's been doing is to show America, this is what it would mean if I was president. I'm going to make sure that white people don't ever have to feel bad about the way that they are privileged, about uh, being responsible for changing the perpetuation mm-hmm. of their ancestors' legacy. I'm going to make sure that immigrants don't ever feel comfortable being here. I'm going to make sure that LGBTQIA plus folks mm-hmm. are beat back into their closets. Not be back, gay. back, back. Like, that's what I feel like he, the message he's very much sending. But it didn't work for Donald Trump in the last election. And people, that's what people really want on that side. They don't really want Ron DeSantis. They want Donald Trump. I'm just telling you, (laughs) in his mind, I really feel like he thinks this extremism is really what America wants. What's that song by Heather Headley? In my mind, in my mind, (laughs) he think he about to be president. Give it up, delicious. It's not going to happen. I hope. Well, to, to be honest, I don't know that Trump could even pull it off. I mean, look at the look at the landscape. Trump, DeSantis, and Biden. Mm-hmm. It's just three white men on white men on white men. It's just three pieces of Wonder Bread. One of them <laughs> is smeared with doo-doo. The other one is smeared with uh, the 94 crime bill. And the other one is smeared with self-tanner. When we get back, we got to talk about this performance from Landria Johnson. Yes, we do. On the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. What's cracking, y'all? This is the Amanda Seal Show. Hope everybody out there is having a great day. I am Amanda Seals, joined by Jeremiah Like the Bible. We got to keep on moving with some more Black Year news for you. Let's do it. So, <laughs> the Black Music Honors, they taped their show recently. It won't air later this month. Okay. But. Something went down. First, let me just tell y'all, this year they're honoring the likes of Missy Elliott, SWV, yeah. Evelyn Champagne King, and oh, Jeffrey wow. Osborne. Woo, but, woo, woo. Yes. They feature performances by like Anthony Hamilton, Robin Thicke, Seven Streeter, Jacquees. This Queen is Nadia. not no light kind of show. It's not. But, <laughs> ooh, they hit a little snag in the show. <laughs> so, gospel singer Lee Andrea Johnson was a part of the... Missy Elliott <laughs> tribute. You know, Missy Elliott, she famously penned the song Free Yourself by Fantasia. Yep. And Leandra cannot free herself when it came to the lyrics. She had to start the song over multiple times before at a certain point, Lil Mo, who was actually a part of the SWV tribute, had to come out and finish the song for her. That's rough. Yeah. And, you know, people now, they got they had it on camera. Always. So they posted it on TikTok and it's been going crazy. Can we hear any of it? We can. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Wait. I got to get it. woman recording and singing along yeah. trying to like send her the words the audience was trying to help her out and they, then they kind of turned against her like girl because they like why why are we here and you here and we're in this situation thankfully it was pre-taped so people want to people are wondering if they're going to keep the original part and i guess show Lil Mo after like how they're going to like spice and dice it in the edit i'm curious too no nah, i think um Lil Mo, they're gonna have to do a pickup <laughs> <laughs> i think they're gonna have to do a pickup y'all that is incredibly embarrassing yeah I don't know. I, I would also feel some type of way. Is Missy there? Most of the time they are there in the audience, like watching. I don't know if Missy was present, but usually they're there for the for the tributes. Baby, that's rough. Maybe she got maybe she got stage fright and she saw Missy. She was like, <laughs> Well, I think something else that's interesting is that usually in these types of scenarios, they'll have a prompter. Mm-hmm. 
because they know that like you're not singing your song. Right. So they'll have a prompter just to make it so that you can have like a little bit more support, mm-hmm. you know, a little idea. Like uh, Padla Bills. Where am I? Where's my cue card? Yes. Where's my cue card? Where is my cue cards? Why do y'all expect me to know these words? That's a doozy. I mean, she really could hit him with the y'all sing too or a little <laughs> a little run. You know, black people love a run. Yeah, holding the mic out would have really saved her in that moment. Yeah. She didn't, she couldn't pull from her other performance skills. You know, you do a little run around, a little Well, also she's from the church. So I feel like that's a good time to just Get caught up in the spirit real yeah, quick. you know, throw Jesus. And he's like, you know, Missy, I just got caught in the spirit when I saw you. I was, and people just, people I had to go to the Lord. To the Lord. Hallelujah. Ooh, mm. so we go send prayers for Leandria yes. Johnson, y'all. Yes, because that's, that's also one of the things that will haunt you for yeah. life. And do a tribute now. They will never <laughs> let her do another tribute. Let me tell you, no, this is the kind of thing that will haunt you for life. Like, I did, um... I did the uh, 85 South Show podcast mm-hmm. and they were like, oh, you used to do spoken word. Mm-hmm. And like somehow in the conversation, they were like, do one of your poems. <laughs> so I did one of my poems, but I like left. I like somehow forgot like the last five lines. I'm still not over it. It's like, and I know that nobody noticed, but you I noticed. know that I noticed <laughs> and I didn't get like the applause I would have liked. And I just have to think if I had hit him with the lines I actually wrote. Maybe they would have hit him with the applause. Well, next time they'll get Yolanda Adams for this. You know, that's the go-to gospel singer for tributes. Is she? Yeah. You know, Yolanda, for tributes? Yeah, Yolanda's in everybody's tribute. She in everybody's song. Her and, her and J-Hood, they love to bring out Yolanda and J-Hood for a tribute. So they are the, the R&B tribute, the soulful tribute mm-hmm. uh, version, because the tribute guy for hip-hop is Black Thought. He knows really? everybody's raps. Let me tell you something. Nas was performing at Radio City and like mm-hmm. the Roots were doing a series of shows where they had guests. Nas could not remember his raps. Why did Black Thought come out to do Nas's raps with Nas? Not you've got your own lyrics. Now that's different. Nas was <laughs> ad-libbing his own raps while Black Thought spit the verses. It be like that. It be like that. What do y'all think? Hit us up 1855 Amanda 8. Can we bring Leandria back? Can she make it up? What would she have to do to make it up? Let us know. When we get back, we got the big up let down. Don't go anywhere. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's time for the big up let down on the Amanda Seal Show. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. This is Jeremiah Like the Bible, and I'm joined by Amanda Seals. And Amanda, it is now time for your Big Up Let Down. Yes, yes, y'all. Let's get into the... Big Up, Big Up. The Big Up is that Oakland Athletics broadcaster Glenn Kuyper has finally been fired following his on-air racial slur, a.k.a. the N-word, when he let it slip. Instead of calling the Negro Leagues by their proper name, he said the leagues Mm -hmm. and then he like came on a couple minutes later and was like i said something and it came out a way that it wasn't supposed to come out da 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 and it's been an investigation this whole time as if we all didn't hear it ourselves and finally he has been removed okay now let me just tell y'all though the let down goes to how nice the email was really let down. This is the message from NBC Sports and the Oakland A's. Following an internal review, the decision has been made for NBC Sports California to end its relationship with Glenn Kuyper effective immediately. We thank Glenn for his dedication to Bay Area baseball over the years. Re- 
And I'm going to give another let down to the fact that the head of the Negro leaves leagues is like, still like, I I'm fine with it. He apologized and it's no big deal. Black people. Can we stop just like so casually forgiving folks that are so very obviously our enemies? Can we please cut mm-hmm. that out? Like mm-hmm. in this 2023, our year of the Lord, can we cut it out? Please give. And by the way, Kuiper is 60. So he's from that time. Okay, he's been the A's primary local television broadcaster for the past 17 seasons. And he literally said, we had a phenomenal day today. Blank League Museum and Arthur Bryant's Barbecue. You know, he'd be calling it that hard ER museum when he's hanging out with the buds, drinking a brewski. At the barbecue? Yes. (laughs) Not not our barbecue. Oh, at a barbecue. At a barbecue. They do the achy breaky hard. They don't do the wobble. (laughs) Uh, so that is today's finally somebody got held accountable for their absolute outward complete disdain for blackness and it's needs to be happening more often I really wish that the message from their employer would have included like he said a word that is absolutely unacceptable Mm -hmm. and we as an organization cannot keep him employed with him speaking in this fashion that's my thoughts what do you guys think? Are you like, oh, he said, I'm sorry. Get over it, Amanda. Even if you do think that, don't call me. Uh, <laughs> but call me up for anything else. one 855 amanda 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. This is Jeremy Like the Bible, joined by Amanda Seals. Mm-hmm. And you know, our phone lines are always open, y'all. 24-7 at one 855 amanda 8 That's one 855 amanda 8 and again, we have a caller who has a response for us on the topic of trans men and women oh, being allowed to participate in sports. Ugh. Hey, Amanda. Um, you explained it and said that you believe it's economics, which is the reason why or it's way down to money. Or maybe it's because people aren't ready to make spaces for transgender persons. As a cisgendered woman, which means I was born a woman, I've gone through a period, had babies, lived my life as a woman. I'm already um, The trials, the triumphs, the things that we only experience uniquely as a woman. I'm saying that I don't think it's fair for a man who was born a man making a decision as an adult to live as an adult and be allowed to complete compete against natural born women. It is unfair. They have a physical advantage that women cannot compete with. So the DNA, the natural strength of a man, um, never goes away because they've decided to become a woman. So for them to compete in the Olympics against women who are naturally women is still a physically unfair advantage. And that's the reason why I disagree with it. Thank you. Well, I don't think that you were actually listening to what I said, because what happens is people just hear what they want to hear because they've already made up their mind. Mm -hmm. And what I said was that there needs to be a complete overhaul and reevaluation of how we are actually organizing sports. We have up until this point organized sports around this by um, biological. No, what am I? What am I bilateral. The, bilateral version of gender, uh-huh. right? So we've always said there's men and there's women, even right. though as long as time has existed and it's recognized in other cultures, mm-hmm. there have been people who are who are uh, non-binary. Mm-hmm. There have been people who were born with a certain sex organ, but felt like they identified more with society's version of gender. Because we also talk about the fact that like. 
at the end of the day, like gender has been just decided. And then this is what it says. Mm -hmm. But look at when we talk about like how we had the young lady who was not, well, the young person who was not able to go to their graduation because they were expected to dress like a boy. Right. Well, we've even seen that change over years. So many things. So your point that I think we have to just kind of reevaluate how we uh, evaluate sports performances and who competes against who. Like even like in Little League, like it's like by weight class. Like, you know, you do. In gymnastics, it's yeah. by age. Mm -hmm. And to that point, somebody could be like, Amanda, we both 12 and she flipping better than me. Yes. But and, we both 12. But we both 12. And so you're like, oh, well, what makes that, you mm -hmm. know, the, the reason why? And I think, honestly, it should all be based on skill level, right? Yeah, that's actually. And point. I think that to me is what it ends up being. Like, if we look at track, mm -hmm. um, it ends up being where there is a certain level of like, okay, we have to do this at. We have to do people who are competing at this level. Right. And then you have to go through heats and go right. to other levels. But I also want to say, like, I don't have, like, the full solution. Right. I just know that when you act as if people do not exist, mm. it does not mean they go away. Right. And that's really the real bottom line of it. But, you know, we love when y'all talk sometimes. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we, sometimes we all have It's this, a learning. Yeah, we're all learning. We're all growing. It's a learning. But I could tell from when she started with, like, I, as a woman who has had a period and has gone through all the things that women go through. It's like, well, first of all, all women do not go through that. That's and that true. does not signify you as a woman. Having a baby don't make you a woman. Having a uterus don't make you a woman. There's a million, dis like, things that decide if someone's a woman. And it's a mix and match. You're right. You're right. And you know what? All of that was made up by a man. <laughs> That's the root of it, uh, patriarchy. I mean, it is. <laughs> it is. Well, there's that. Jeremiah be sitting here just looking at me. He don't got nothing to say. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. You said but when it I'm trying to, But when I'm ready to tell a joke, that's when he got all the things to say. He got all the punchlines when I tell a joke. But when it's time to actually speak on something, Jeremiah just be looking at me like, keep going. Not true. Not mm -hmm. true. When we get back, what, what do we have when we get back, Jeremiah? Well, we got more Black Red News. We're going to talk about the Uber's CEO, chief diversity officer who hosted a Karen event. Oh, my God. That sounds crazy just saying. <laughs> but it's true, y'all. That and more on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Come on. We speak the world all this time. We shine and rise. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. Show. It's Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah Like the Bible. You know, we just had a caller who had called in and was talking about like whether or not trans people should be able to participate in uh, sports events that mm -hmm. are aligned with their gender choice. And we also love when people call in whether they agree with us or not because it ends up being a learning curve. But I just want to say that like my real hope is that we just become way more willing to consider other versions of this world we're in. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the part for me that gets real like harmful is the feeling that people are not willing to consider what is another version of the world we're in that will make space for the people who are coming into this space that are literally not harming us in any way. They're not harming us. And people might say, yes, they are, because I've been playing softball my whole life. And now here comes this person. And now because they are, they are identifying as a woman, they're playing softball. That's in the way of my success. But that means that we need to change more than just them getting on the team. Also, can we be being for real? People act like there's like this like onslaught of just like trans That's the other part. Yes. <laughs> yes. Baby, you want to go into the league before then. 
It's okay though. You weren't going to the league. I think I saw a number that said it said that there was like. 109,000 athletes or something. It was like two trans athletes mm. in this particular state and they like changed a whole law mm. just for these two people. And it was like, really, y'all? Like, okay, we're going to the league. Ugh. Give it up. Give it up. <laughs> well, we got to give up some black era news because we got to get into it. What do we got going on? We got to talk about the Uber chief diversity officer who hosted a Karen event about the quote unquote white woman's experience. Plus, there's been calls to boycott Adidas because... They had a male model appearing in women's swimsuits. Plus, Boston University students boo Warner Brothers Discovery. I loved it. Chief, at their graduation, you're going to find out why this hour in Black Red News. Stay connected with us 24-7 on all socials at Seal Said It. And give us a call at 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seal Show. Amanda Seals show. I'm your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. And let me tell you, Jeremiah, this first story in Black Heard News is pure comedy to me. It's crazy. So if you guys haven't heard, Uber has put its chief DEI officer, <laughs> Bo Young Lee, on leave of absence after a series of complaints because employees voiced complaints about a pair of events that were held in the workplace that critics attempt to that critics say attempted to sympathize with the white woman's experiences. So the whole DEI session was called Amanda Catch This. Moving forward, don't call me Karen. Why would you host this as a, like, do you even know what your job is? <laughs> and we just talked yesterday. She thought she ate with that too. She was in her office like. Oh, we so. have to turn it up. We just talked yesterday about how there's this model minority space that has mm-hmm. been created for Asian folks. And oh, yeah, they have she's definitely, also an Asian woman. Yes, yeah, she's an Asian woman. Officer. And that there's this effort to really make like Asian folks be this middle space between black folks and white folks and using triangulation. And then here comes this lady doing this BS. Mm-hmm. A mess. Now, when I first read the story, because she is DEI, I was like... So wait, who's upset? Are the white people upset? No. Everybody else is like, why would you do this? Right, right, right. So black and brown employees at Uber were probably outraged at the session. They prompted the complaints that got her on leave. And to your point, you don't have to be a white person to uphold white supremacy in any capacity. Also, it's weird because your job is diversity, equity, and inclusion. So I think she thought the Karens were included in the inclusion part. That's bonkers. And, you know, we talk about how DEI is like such BS. Well, you know, I would say DEI is cap because I think in any capacity, I think it's like what we talked about earlier in the show about um, the DOJ putting out like different like yes. laws or stipulations. It's like, OK, on paper, we want everyone to we want diverse people, we want us to be equitable and be inclusive. But in practice, it's not really true because I feel like a lot of brands and companies only do it for lip service. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to actually doing the work to be a place that's full of diverse people, that's equitable for everybody, that's inclusive for everybody, they don't do that work. They don't want to. They want to look like they're doing the work, but not actually do the because it also requires them to change and put in and, and put in money in certain places yes. and resources. Yes. And go out of their way to do different things. And they don't want to do that. They're not trying to do that. No, no. And so it ends up being capped for that reason. And it ends up being capped because at the end of the day, if you need a DEI department, you already messing mm-hmm. up. You already off the off off the, the path of on um, pointness. So yeah, the Karen conference of 2023 was a mess. 
And the fact that it was led by an Asian woman is just. No, when I opened the article, I said, wait, it's an Asian lady. Why is she? That's what confused me. (laughs) That's why I was like, wait, so did she try to do that? And then like, no, no, no. Mm -hmm. She thought she did something with this though. She probably thinks she white. (sighs) Jesus. (laughs) When we get back, speaking of people being mad at the company. They calling for an Adidas boycott, Amanda. Who's they? We'll tell you who when we get back to the Amanda Seal Show. Amanda Seal Show. We are, we are. Welcome back. Happy Wednesday, everybody. It is hump day here at the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here with... Sure, I like the Bible. And uh, we got to keep on going with some Black Hair News. That's right. So Adidas launched a new women's swimwear range for the brand's pride collection featuring male models wearing sports bras and women's swimsuits. And no surprise to anyone, they received right-wing condemnation <laughs> as conservatives accused companies like them, you know, including like Bud Light, in different places who are inclusive LGBTQ yes. people as alienating their customer base by working with said community, which is weird because I'm pretty sure <laughs> queer people buy swimwear, you know, beer and things of that nature as well. It's always funny to me because when I hear stuff like this, it's like, so y'all, do y'all think that like a company mm-hmm. that's making products mm-hmm. is doing so only based on like your political and your religious beliefs? Right. They're Why would you money. think that? That's not got nothing to do with one or the other at all. And they're not even saying like, hey, you need to believe in this, too. Mm -hmm. They're just like, this is the thing that we're doing. Well, to your point, they care about money and they know the LGBTQ plus community has money. They know that. Who we got to put in this swimsuit for y'all to buy? That's it. (laughs) We got to put a dog in a swimsuit. Because even the LGBT, you're funny. Even the LGBTQIA plus community be like, oh, they're pandering. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's a whole other thing. That is a whole other thing because they call it um, rainbow washing. So basically, Rainbow Washington is when, like, all the companies put their pride flags up yep. for Pride Month and, like, we love gay people. Yay! And then July 1st, they're like, get the gay out of here. Don't say gay. Bring back the American flags right. for July 1st. Right. And I think, honestly, the true way to do it is through all of your your um, marketing, being diverse and being consistently Right. Across, no matter, like, don't just show the black people in Black History Month <laughs> or on Juneteenth weekend. Yes. We buy in... Um, Year shoes, round. whatever, in February, in March, in December. And I think that's the, the, the um, problem that also happens. But when it comes to conservatives, they need something else to do their time. Well, they're always just like, why aren't you caring more about me than anybody else? Because I am the one that matters. And ultimately, that's just not the case. What, what, the, what the gag is, they've been caring about them. It's like... From jump. From jump. You was their main... They main squeeze. And you are their main squeeze for right. the majority of the year. Mm-hmm. But I guess in Pride Month, they're like, no, we're going to talk with these po- people. And you can't... Maybe just like shut up for that month. I just... I don't know what to tell people other than... Everything ain't about you. It's not. And for what it's worth, the male model looked great in the swimsuit. Sure did. Killed it. I couldn't kill it like that. <laughs> and it didn't make me any less interested in the swimsuit. Right. And we talked about it um, last break in the sense that people, clothing is fluid. People wear all types of clothes. Like, like women wear men's clothes. Women wear men's clothes or what, like, what we consider men and women's clothes. Yep. And it's it's no big, like who's tripping over that? I'm not, I'm not losing no sleep over that. If you want to wear a onesie swimsuit to the beach and it make you feel good, more power to you. Here's the thing though, Jeremiah, it really is a reflection of just how flimsy this idea of gender is mm-hmm. that is attached to literally the clothes that you're, you're wearing, wearing. Mm-hmm. because you have priests who are over here in full on dresses. Mm-hmm. Like these are what makes Gowns. this cloaks, what makes this cloak not a dress? Right. When we graduate, we wear graduation Gowns. gowns. What makes this mm-hmm. not a dress? Like I just, I'm trying to understand when women play softball, 
they're wearing pants. Mm -hmm. Like, I just think at the end of the day, if your whole vision of how society should be set up is, is literally landing on whether you're wearing a skirt or pants, it's flimsy, baby. You need something better to do. It's being held up by a little more than a stitch. <laughs> Loosen the hem. <laughs> Loosen the hem. We'll be right back. one uh, 855 That's 1-855-262-6328. Give us a call. You know, Boston University students, they booed their commencement speaker. And it was so beautiful. It was music to your ear. It was. And I'm going to tell you why when we get back right here to the Amanda Seals Show. Because you know I love a subversive response. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Yes, y'all, it's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah, like the Bible. Talk to him about this because I love it. So we've been talking about graduations a lot because it's graduation season. Amanda. Yes, we so love we graduation season. We were talking about our own commencement speakers yes. last week. Yep. Well, in a turn of events, graduating students at Boston University chanted and booed their commencement speaker, <laughs> Warner Brothers Discovery CEO, David Z- Zaslav. 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 When he attempted to give the commencement address over the weekend, we actually have some audio of it. Mm. I have the honor to present David Zaslav for Boston University's honorary degree. Okay, so not to get the same pain, Some people will be looking for a fight. Talk about whoever wrote this speech did not know this was happening. Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. said. So just so y'all know, in the speech, he says, in the workforce, you're going to have to work with people who you don't get along with, but you're going to have to decide, are they worth working things out or is it worth putting up a fight? That's awkward. That's very awkward. They didn't think that one out. So, of course, I mean, he is the uh, CEO of Discovery, Mm -hmm. Warner Brothers Discovery. Mm -hmm. Warner Brothers Discovery is the parent company that has like, HBO Max right. that has telepictures that has uh, all the Discovery Channel, so like not Discovery Channels, but like yes. HGTV, things. HGTV, Discovery Channel, like mm. you said. Um, and so they are home to a lot of the content that y'all are watching. Mm. By the way, never forget, like when he came on board, a lot of your shows got canceled. Okay, and all of the black shows particularly on HBO, like all the multicultural shows on HBO, like got booted out of there. Archive. I can't even watch love link, uh, love life season two, which was genius because he booted out of there. So as we know, the WGA, the writers guild of America is mm-hmm. striking right now. They are basically striking because they're not paying writers mm-hmm. for streams mm-hmm. that they are incurring for the work they created. But you know who is getting paid? Jeremiah. Who getting paid? David Zavlov's getting paid. He's getting paid. Getting paid all the dollars. And it's so funny. I think it's funny because we are often reminded that the young people go say what the young people got to say. Yes. We talked about even when Joe Biden attended um, Howard University, <laughs> people were in protest of that yep. with different signs and different like things in their hats. So the fact they actually just booed, they had to have like a whole group text like, y'all, when he started talking, we booing. We booing. Because that was a, a roar saying like, we don't want you here, pay your writers. Because for what it's worth. These are the future of the job force, and they, they're often critiquing what they see happening before they get there. Yep. And he represents the man, the power that had to be. You know what the other part of it, too, is that a lot of people don't understand that these commencement speeches, mm-hmm. like, it's as if the faculty don't care anything about the fact that these people are here to speak to mm-hmm. the kids. Mm-hmm. They think of it as like, oh, this is going to be a good look for right, the college. Right. And if you're, it's your graduation, it's your day, and y'all going to bring this man here, the people were not having it, y'all. And I, I love when the people aren't having it. 
That's my and favorite they thing. They're not having it. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> they weren't having it. They said, this is a mess. Get him out of here. And I love that we are seeing this at a number of different schools. I saw a college the other day where like the graduates turned their back because the person who was speaking, uh, it was a medical school. I can't remember right now. It was a medical school though. And the graduates had turned their back because the person that was speaking had basically also voted on record against funding programs for medical schools and for, (laughs) and for um, medical wellness. So like all of these things are not lost on the students. And when I tell you Gen Z is going to be the one to save us. We hopeful because at this point we need somebody to come like a ram in a bush to save us. Like a ram in a bush. That's a Jeremiah like the Bible reference, if you guys didn't know. Is that from the Bible? Yeah. Don't don't ask So me. isn't that a Bible reference? Yes, Amanda. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, I didn't know if like you made it. Oh, up. like oh me reference? Or, yeah. Oh no. I was trying to make a, a quip. It didn't land. <laughs> <laughs> but don't right. ask what story and all that. That's, that's too many questions. You know, I'm. You know, one person that's not going to ask you that is Amanda Seals. <laughs> all right. Well, shout out to everybody graduating, and I hope that if you don't like your commencement speaker, you let them know. That person said, "We don't want you here." Like, shout out to my Get him off the stage. Actually, well, you're not going to get us off the stage because we're still here. We'll be right back with a caller on the Amanda Seals show. The Amanda Seals show. We up. We up. We up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show, y'all. It's Wednesday. We locked in. It's me, Jeremiah, the Bible with Amanda Seals. And we love your reaction, participation, all our topics. We want y'all to join the conversation, y'all. I'm not just saying that. I want y'all to call in right now at one eight five five amanda 8 That's one 262 And we actually have a caller on the lines as we speak. Let's Ooh. listen. Hey, what's up, you guys? Uh, it's Isaiah here. Uh, Amanda, your fellow cancer. Uh, June hey. cancer, though. <laughs> and Jeremiah... Uh, growing up, anytime someone would ask me how to spell my name, I would always say uh, Isaiah like the Bible. So <laughs> I was wondering if you got that, um, if that's where you got that from. But I listen to you guys all the time, all the time. And Amanda, you're always saying something that uh, gives me like 90s, early 2000s radio feels. And remember at that time, you could just kind of call up the radio station and um, give you a shout out. <laughs> So if you will, if you will allow, um, I'd like to give a shout out to my two best friends, uh, Jada and Courtney. Um, I want to give a shout out to my mom, Danita, and my three brothers, um, Elijah, Kalanji, a.k.a. KJ, and Mason. Um, And I want to give a shout out to you, Amanda. Dude, I don't know if you realize, um, but you are such an integral piece um, of an entire generation of black people's uh, cultural quilt, if you will. Just want to give you your big ups for that. So, and Jeremiah, I'm not going to leave you out because uh, Memories, that's my song. I love that song. Um, I love it, love it, love it. Keep doing what you guys are doing. I'm appreciate you guys. I love you guys. And uh, we up. We up. That was such a beautiful voice note. He said you the quilt like Betsy Ross was in there <laughs> putting that American flag together. No, Faith Ring Gold. Faith Ring Gold. <laughs> Faith Ring Gold. That was such a beautiful message. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Sometimes it'd be feeling like you're just tired. Do we got to repeat the shout outs though? Like early 2000s radio? I love the shout outs. And people got to call us with their shout outs. That might, was, that, yeah, I, I feel like y'all need to call us with your shout outs. And we can add us to Black Joy Friday. Yeah. You know, people love a shout out. Y'all call us with your shout outs. one 855 8 That's a good idea, Jeremiah. 1-855-262-6328. We want your shout outs. Mm-hmm. She, he said my mom's Anita. Everybody. Everybody. And also that is how I kind of got Jeremiah like the Bible. I was being funny. Somebody was like, what's your name? I was like, Jeremiah. He not like the Bible. 
and, and you just stuck. stuck with it. All right. Well, you stuck with us, y'all, because we're not gone just yet. Keep it locked. We got more Amanda Seal Show when we get back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, come on. We speak the world all this up. We shine. Amanda Seals here, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. Want to remind you, if you haven't checked out the latest episode of Small Doses Podcast, it premieres today. Side effects of African-American studies with professor, author, historian, Robin D.G. Kelly, who was also my graduate school master's uh, thesis advisor. We got more jobs than you at this point. Listen, <laughs> legend in the game, legend in the game. Before Tanahasi, there was Robin DG Kelly. So if you want to check out, uh, and also I think people should just check out the episode because the co- the co- the topic of African American studies has been very on their on the, the zeitgeist. Lips, yeah. yeah, on the lips of a lot of us recently. And if you were even thinking for a second, like, well, why would we teach African American studies? We already teach Black studies. We already teach American studies. The, he's gonna explain to you why It's good I'm telling you I heard it Good episode You know I love me some history Especially some black history Yes And he breaks it down In such a way Where you're just like Oh Uncontestable It's your notepad Yes So make sure you go Check that out Wherever you get your podcast And it premieres On YouTube tomorrow If you wanna watch The episode At 4pm Pacific 7pm Eastern I'm there live In the premiere In the chat Chit chatting with y'all Alright Jeremiah We gotta say happy birthday To Patty LaBelle Patty 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 and her pie that was born 1944 Ooh. on this day. Hey, Auntie Patty. Hey, Auntie Patty. Did you know she was a Gemini? I didn't. Now I love her even more. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I am right now picturing her somewhere over the rainbow performance. Really? Because it's a classic. I'm picturing saying, where are my background singers? Where are my background singers? Livid. <laughs> Livid. All right, what do we got coming up? We got to talk about politicians saying the darndest things. One of our favorite segments because politicians love to say the darndest things, Amanda. Plus, we got 60 second headlines coming up and your big up letdown. All right, we got all that and more. That's how it's going down. We're still here. Aren't you excited? I'm excited. It's the Amanda Seal Show. Give us a call, 1 Amanda 8. That's 1 262 Time to listen, laugh, and learn. Stick around. All right, Jeremiah, like the Bible. It is time for Politicians Say the Darndest Things. Today, guys, we are joined by Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri. He's 43 years old and he had this to say while on a book tour. Not even that word. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of this talk about America being a systemically racist, bigoted, oppressive nation really is an attack on the biblical tradition that undergirds our history and culture. Um, it's really an attempt, I think, to root that out. The, a lot of the cultural Marxism that we see that's so prevalent now on the left is really aimed at the biblical elements in our culture. So, so I just feel like the way these people operate is like one of them will just say something mm-hmm. and then the rest of them be like, yeah, that yeah, sounds good. Yeah. So like somebody said biblical and something. And so now they all running with like biblical. Mm-hmm. Then someone said like Marxist. You know what somebody said one time on, on- TikTok, and I'm, I don't know who said it, but I know it was on TikTok, so I didn't say this, y'all, but I'm repeating it. That 
Biblical does not mean moral either. Like no, a lot of it just means in the Bible. In the Bible. Right. A lot of stuff was happening in the Bible. Stuff was getting flooded. People was eating people. Not eating people, but like lions were eating people. You know, kings were doing terrible stuff. Listen, people being raped. They right. were slaves. I mean, what are we talking about? But they use it like almost as if it's like the moral authority. Like this is biblical. That means it's moral. And that's not true. So, you know, keep that in mind when somebody try to throw that at you. Well, he's definitely trying to throw it at us mm-hmm. and saying, you know, that he feels like a lot of the laws that are trying to be enacted by the quote unquote radical left the are left. trying to attempt the biblical foundation of the country. What biblical, <laughs> if, even in your definition saying, well, the factual definition, which is uh-huh. that biblical doesn't mean it's like of a moral authority, mm-hmm. sir, <laughs> the whole point of the constitution was separation between church and state. Yeah. So the fact that they'd be just boldly out here, like our country was founded on God. It was actively founded, not on God. Right. So that's very ahistorical. It's very ahistorical. I mean, they talk about, you know, that everyone has the right to liberty mm-hmm. and to the pursuit of happiness. Talk mm-hmm. about religious freedom. Mm-hmm. Like they literally have an amendment that says everybody has freedom of religion. That's literally that. That's in the first, <laughs> that's in the first 10. It's, it's, not gotta, a, it's, it's, it's right there. You didn't got to read the whole constitution. So I'm just like the way that this gets spun and then people go along with it because it is confirmation bias. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah, that works for me because that's what I want. And so now that they said it, that makes sense. And I just, we're not even trying to, you know, the Bible is very heavily interpreted because yes. they're like, okay, well, we're not sure if this is the original writings. We're not sure if this versions is. versions of the Bible. Exactly. However, when it comes to the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence mm-hmm. and the Constitution, we don't have to interpret it. The actual versions are right there. It's there. It's there. I mean, they do have a branch of government, the Supreme Court, that's supposed to interpret the laws. I don't know how good they're doing at their job. But we don't need Josh Holly to do it. No, we don't. Not on his book tour. Sure don't. Because you're not even at work. You're not even clocked in and you're running your mouth. It's very much a part of the Republican move <laughs> to be media darlings. Because I never see Republicans at work low key. Every time we see them, they like. I'm out here <laughs> on the something. steps. I'm out here on a podcast. I'm out here on Fox News. A podcast is crazy. When you have time to do a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> they got all the time. That is another edition of Politicians Say the Darndest Things. We got 60 second headlines and a big up let down when we get back. Don't move. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We're about to check on out. Check on out of here. This is the Amanda Seal Show. We've had a great time. We have had a great time on Wednesday, on Monday the 3rd. Oh, I was like, no, today is the 24th. (laughs) (laughs) That really confused me. I told you I'm I'm renaming the week. Okay. Days of the week. Well, what I'm really excited about is I love love a group chat Thursday. I love group chat Thursday as well because we get to talk that talk about Mm -hmm. what the people are talking about. One of the things I really am excited about is uh, we're going to have Mari Kopney, who we know affectionately as Little Miss Flint, and she's going to talk to us about the continuing Flint water crisis Mm -hmm. and the fact that she's still raising money to get water filters in Flint. So I wanted to bring her to the audience because I would love for us to put up some money in donations and also just to show her that like... People care. Yes, exactly. See what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to tell Jeremiah. He's stepping on me. He's like, no, I don't. I'm like, yes, yes, you do. Well, I'm going to give you the floor, Jeremiah. Please let the people know what have we talked about today? We talked about a lot. We talked about the DOJ... Attempting to do something to commemorate um, the murder of George Floyd by introducing the legislation. We talked about LeBron James maybe retiring. You know, Carmelo, perhaps, perhaps maybe. You know, Carmelo already announced his retirement yes. this week. 
That man DeSantis down in Florida. That man DeSantis. He's talking about announcing a, a presidential bid job <laughs> on Twitter Spaces with Elon Musk. Plus, we can't talk, make it up. We talk about Leandria Johnson messing up that. Uh, she had to. Free, she, she freed herself from the lyrics. <laughs> she can get the lyrics shot for free yourself. And lastly, y'all, we talked about the Uber DEI officer who had a Karen event for DEI purposes. A Karen event. I still can't put that together because that means she has no friends. Yeah, no. Because she thought about it and then she like implemented it. And nobody said, this should not happen. We're stopping it. Her team don't like her. They set her up. It's like, yeah, this is good, girl. This is good. Going out there. <laughs> yeah, no we're going we to be back here behind the screen. They put the, the PowerPoint for her and everything. Yep. They said, no, we give you the remote so you can feel just you can be in control. Lord have mercy. Well, if you missed any part of the show, remember, you can check it out wherever you get your podcast. You can also check out the latest episode of my other podcast, Small Doses Podcast. We just put up side effects of African-American studies with professor and author and historian Robin D.G. Kelly. That went live today, wherever you get your podcast. And you can watch the episode tomorrow on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV. And for the record, Robin D.G. Kelly was my master's thesis advisor when I was at Columbia in the Institute for Research in African-American Studies. So it's also like a real nostalgic time that we get to spend together. So join us on YouTube and join us wherever you get your podcasts and join us tomorrow because coming up on Thursday's show, we've got another round of six second headlines. It's group chat day. We're going to have group chats every hour. We're talking about all kinds of things and our segment most likely to with Jeremiah Bible is going to hand out a seal show superlative. All that and more on the Amanda Seal Show. Remember y'all, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. Stay safe. The Amanda Seal Show. We are we up, we up.